Welcome home to a life without limits, where you honor your alignment, nourish your soul, and awaken your inner goddess. Some days we fly, some, well, we've got you, sister. Abundance is your birthright. This is your remembrance. Hot Mess Goddess, juicy conversations for a luscious life. Welcome, Jax, to the Hot Mess Goddess podcast. We have been meaning to do this for a little while now, and I'm so fucking excited to have you on here. And normally I do a little intro. Usually it's full of titles and stuff, and I was actually looking at yours beforehand, and I'm going to read this out because, oh, I felt this so deeply when I read these words. I'm not one for titles. I'm comfortable in my truth, and I don't feel the need to hide behind what I do. How freaking powerful is that? So tell me more. Let's hear about it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I um I love that so much because it's like I've spent most of my adult life in the polarity of that to discover it. Yes. I've spent most of my adult life in hiding and not realizing I was hiding, just realizing that when, for example, you know, with being a mother, hiding behind the label of being a mother, hiding behind the label of being a wife, no ill intent towards that because I didn't know it. And yeah. it wasn't until it was all taken away from me when I was like in my bare truth of like, who am I? I had to ask that question. You know, I had a business, even a job. Who am I when I don't have a job? Who are you? How do you introduce yourself? What do you do for work? Oh, like who do you become? I had a restaurant. Who was I when I wasn't a restaurateur? It was so confronting to not have an identity. So over the last few years, especially, it has been a journey of realizing I don't need one. I am my identity. And we all actually have the same identity, which is we just are. And when someone asks me, what do you do? I'm like, well, last night... I ate a tub of ice cream and this morning I woke up really sad and then I had a coffee and, you know, we are cyclical. I'm cyclical. I'm a roller coaster of a human and there is nothing that I am in any form of stagnancy. It's impossible. Oh, and I don't I love ever that. want that. I don't ever want to say that I, I am a digital marketer and I am a light worker because damn, like a year ago, I was neither. And I don't want that to be a label that I have to be hide behind because I know I'm going to change. It's going to keep changing. And I love that. Yeah, it's so powerful. And I've spoken to quite a few women this year that have said very similar things. Like mm. I was hiding behind that label of a digital marketer. Mm. And then I'm now getting back to the truth of who I really am. And that's, it's just so potent. So thanks for sharing that. It was such a perfect way to introduce you for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just oh, makes me so happy. And you're a fellow lover of words and word wisdom and the power of the vibration of words. I had no intention for today, not that I ever really do, but I just mm. really want to dive into everything that's lighting you up right now. Mm, it's funny you say that about words. I love words. I feel safe when I'm writing. I feel more expressed 
when I'm writing, like writing is for me a medicine. Mm. And so even now, like in my hard conversations, I feel more comfortable, comfortable writing. (laughs) I always have. (laughs) Right. So I was like, I feel like I get to actually be more expressed in it and, and really share deeply. So um, writing definitely does light me up and, and not so much. I don't have any blogs or anything like that, but I do enjoy writing posts. I feel like that expression in posts uh, on Facebook or social media helped me. It's uh, it's such a medicine. What really lights me up? Oh, presenting. I do love presenting lately and I love teaching. I love being wild and weird and I do identify as a light worker in a way of so people can resonate and go, oh, okay, so, you know. They feel more drawn or not drawn to whatever I have to do or say. And that's just so, it's easy to identify with me. Yeah. Um, but even in that, I love this esoteric world that I've been exploring over the last year and spirituality. And we're all spiritual, all different degrees of it. And I feel like my last year has been an esoteric journey into another level of spirituality that I didn't know existed for me. So that really lights me up. And I'm also in love right now with the exploration of really finding flow in everything that I do. Yeah, makes such a big difference. Because I've watched your journey, particularly over the last 12 months or so, Mm. and I've been so inspired myself, just like you're breaking all the molds, like a lot of women are, a lot of men are, but I love watching like how you're breaking the molds of what we should be doing to be seen online, all those things. It is for you an open exploration of life itself in all crazy ways it is. And you share that. And it's such a beautiful thing to witness. Mm, Thank you. I love it. It is literally the action of paving your own way because it fascinates me, the the creative world as well. I'm very fascinated by creativity and I'm very fascinated with photography and I'm very fascinated with makeup. And I just decided to stop waiting for an opportunity to come to me and I wanted to just create my own opportunities. And so as part of my life is whenever I feel like getting a photo shoot and getting wild with it, I will. I will just do it for no reason except I want to experience it. And so my devotion is an experience now and never the outcome. There's never an outcome that I'm devoted to. I'm devoted to the experience after experience, after experience, after experience. And I feel like that for me is fulfilling. So much so because there's a lot of has been anyway, I haven't heard it recently, but in the last couple of years with so many people getting online about, okay, you need to do a photo shoot and it needs to look like this and it needs to look like that. Mm. And I even went down that path myself and I did love the, well, I think I loved five out of the probably 150 that were taken, but I think that's normal too. And it was all meant to be a certain look and none of them really felt like me. And I Mm -hmm. think because I forgot to bring in the play and the fun. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, it's a journey in itself, you know, there's, it's such a healing journey of, of even like the, the photo shoot stuff, you know, there's photos that I'll receive and I'll see aspects of myself that I physically don't enjoy. So for me, it's a practice of going, how can I enjoy this? Like, how can I actually 
see this and see beyond what I am only seeing right now, which is what I'm not enjoying. For example, if it's like my bags under my eyes or a certain angle, the work in that for me is going, how can I just absolutely adore this? How can I not move from this until like I absolutely intrinsically adore this, which is again, another layer of setting myself free because it's, it just takes us like the, any of the contrast away from the experience of going like, oh, you know, it's, it has to be like this. Otherwise it doesn't look good. It's like, it actually is all fantastic. And that's a personal journey for me. That's a personal thing for me to just go, how can I create freedom in everything? Yeah. And it is even in the, those moments of where I'm like, oh God. And then, and then exploring it going, oh, well, how, what story have I created here? And also who says like which uh, programming has made me despise aspects of myself and how do I break that right now? So it's always that constant dialogue with myself of like, oh, I don't like that, but why? Whose rules am I abiding by not liking that? And how can I break them? For me, it's like just rebelling, (laughs) rebelling from any systems, any programs, any conditionings and actually physically and mentally, emotionally rebelling from anything that separates myself from love of myself. Yes, absolutely. I fucking love that. I'm resonating so deeply because the last couple of months for me in particular have been about where can I love myself more? How can I love mm-hmm. myself more? And and it's the same thing. I've looked at photos and gone, fuck bags under my eyes yeah <laughs> tend to get up at four in the morning and sometimes I don't sleep well so they're there yep and it's also about any kind of feeling at all like only a couple of days ago I was at mum's and she said something that you know hurt my little girl inside and I'm going oh I'm not actually going to react to this I'm going to walk outside sit under my favorite trees and actually sit with this feeling and it's mm-hmm. the first time I've really ever done that with my mum mm-hmm. Mm. And I did, I sat under the trees and I spoke to myself about it and figured out where it actually came from, which had nothing to do with the actual situation. It stemmed from something way, way, way deeper than that. And so I got to heal through that and love myself through that and go back in and just help mum write the letter that I was meant to write in the first place. And yeah, wow. Get rid of, yeah, it was incredibly healing probably for both of us, because normally I would have reacted. Yep. So I've been doing that a lot this year, just feeling those feels and going, okay, not judging it for a start because I yes. was, there used to be a lot of judgment on the feelings I was feeling. Like even if it yes. was anger, oh no, I'm not an angry person. I'm not. Yes. Get rid of that. Rejecting I'm not going to feel that. Yeah. Rejecting. Yeah. Got it. So it's really been a, a journey in feeling every feeling that I actually have this year and just the last couple of months anyway, and just accepting them and working through them and then healing them and loving them because they're all part of who I am. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the formula is in fact, there's no, like I've come to realize for myself that healing is not a thing. It's, it has everything to do with embracing, embracing Mm -hmm. ourselves. It's actually healing for me, translated as broken in some in some way, in whatever level layer. But I realized that, well, it's because I feel like it's broken. I need to heal it. In fact, I need to embrace it and not reject it. So whether it's parts of my life, whether it's parts of my body, whether it's parts of my uh, emotional journey, and there's always an aspect of rejection in there. 
So it's like, oh, so how can I actually embrace that experience or embrace that circumstance or embrace that part of me and fully just go, wow, like that makes me me. In my sovereignty, I am that today because of that, because of that experience, because of that trauma, because of that hurt. I am all of me now. So how can I embrace all of that to embrace all of me now? And I feel like that's the most the most substantial self-love practice that I have discovered for me is the embracing, embracing it all. How beautiful. I've completely removed the word fix when it comes Mm. to myself from my vocabulary because I used to think I was so broken. Yes. And so that, that word fix just is non-existent for me anymore. Yeah, totally. And it's, it's such seeing ourselves from God's eyes through God's eyes and the perfection, our perfection in every moment. We're like in, we are perfection in every moment. Even the parts of us we think are imperfect add up to the perfection because through God's eyes, we've always, we've always been perfect. We were only ever being prepared. There was no punishment in any of any of it. There is no punishment from God. There's no discrimination in the universe. It is always preparation uh, from what we call forward. We like, we want that. There has to be collapsing in places. There has to be polarity for us to stretch and grow to, in order to, to hold the capacity of the visions that we, we feel that we are here to fulfill. Oh, so much. Yeah. I, (laughs) I can't believe I, I didn't grow up religious, but my best friend's family were very, very Catholic. I think I went to church with her a couple of times because they had Saturday night church here and that enabled us to get a lift with, to the pub. Mm-hmm. So if we went to church, we could go to the pub after that. And yeah, it was all, every time it was all about punishment and sins mm. and yeah. So like, human. humans, humans. <laughs> like, oh my God, this is awful. Yeah. God surely would not judge no. me like that. How? Mm. just didn't make sense to me at all but I definitely hear you on the um we are so perfect because I used to I've struggled with emotional eating a lot during my life Mm. and body image and all those things I was really skinny when I was smoking pot on a daily basis and size Mm -hmm. six still was finding fault with what I looked like yeah and now like I remember dancing around the kitchen the other day to one of my Mm. favorite songs and just actually singing the words I love my body. Like, look at how amazing my body is and look what it can do and how good does it feel to shake my butt like that. And just really, I had some fun Mm -hmm. with it and loved on my body. And it felt Mm -hmm. so amazing just to really fully, like you said, embrace it. Yeah, totally. The sacredness of the design. Yeah. Like what a fucking gift. We have such a sacred design and so intelligent, you know, we have a we have trillions of cells that actually independently think. Yeah. We have like an army that allows us to be here. Like if we think we're not, we're that we're alone, we're actually not. We have trillions of independent thinking cells that have come together to form us, which is such a blessing. Isn't it? Let's delve into that a bit more because I love this. Like mm. I give my cells loving instructions when I go to bed at night and Yes. Oh, I just love it. So talk to me some more about this. 
<laughs> yeah, of course. I've been diving into a lot of neurological stuff as well lately, you know, really just bridging gaps between pseudoscience and science and neuroscience and science because it is, allows us to be bilingual in, in all forms of the same theories, basically essentially of the same things, manifestation, spirituality, there's, there's science in it as well. Like this, it is science and science is spirituality. And so, uh, you know, for me, particularly with, with having been working with sound, especially over the last year, I have really dove into, and it's not so much um, studying it initially. I'm studying it now, a lot of it now, but initially it was a lot of realizations or you could call them downloads, uploads, God, spirit, higher self, my own intellect. I have so many different beliefs that have landed in, oh my God, it's just, it's been such an amazing journey. But on a cellular level, we are made up of cells that are our soul memory as well. Like our cells didn't just start when we started, like our cells did not start when we were born or when we were conceived, even when we were conceived, if you pressed rewind on your life right now, you literally witness this world, like all the way back for, for when this world was born. And then a lifetime, if you followed all the traces back to the planet in which the dust particle uh, was birthed, you know, that life itself has no beginning and no end because we're human. We're very like we're three-dimensional in our thought. We think that there's a beginning and even a chicken, everyone's asking what, when, which was first the chicken or the egg, neither. If you press rewind, it would actually probably have started with a fish that started <laughs> from a microscopic organism. That's that, you know what I mean? There's actually been no beginning and no end if we really got to the crux of it. And so with our cells being, and having the memories in our brains, obviously being made of cells as well, we have access to everything that we ever need to know. In fact, if we were born into a society or tribes, like back in the days, like when we were so connected to earth and, and our nutrition, our exposure wasn't so corrupted, we would all discover how deeply connected we actually are with the wisdoms of the universe. We are the walking Akashic Records. The Akashic Records isn't a library that floats in the sky. It's not something that you have to go find and someone's going to find it for you. We actually contain we are the Akashic, where can they live? In ourselves. Every single one of us, there's no discrimination. We have all of the wisdom of Jesus within us, you know, like we are made up of each other. And, and so, you know, when you, like you say, you're conversing with yourselves, you're conversing with everything. And, you know, it's all, we all are here. The design is to work as one. Now, the reason why people may feel disconnected with themselves or feel like, challenges within our body it's just it's basically a disconnection from the the memory of the fact that it's all connected the separation paradigm that's yeah. where we've been so conditioned so even acknowledging the acknowledgement of yourself as part of you also external to you also part of everything just the acknowledgement we operate without acknowledging our bodies we try and force our bodies to do things that you know we haven't even asked permission for our mind says we need to get fit and we're like, yeah, like, let's just go do the things. But do we commune with our, with our body? Do we commune and say, what do you need actually? What do you need to function at your best? You know, we could be look really fit. I've done that fit as a fiddle, but my nutrition was so uh, 
I was so undernourished. So I was exhausted. I was tired. I was drinking like these pre-workouts and just, just to mold my body. My body loves me. It's like, okay, if that's what you want, but energetically I felt like crap. Yeah. Holistically. Now I have this beautiful, like self-realized relationship with my body. So I trust my body so much. I literally have, I have no rules around my nutrition um, whatsoever. And my body has just held such a beautiful space for me because I don't disrespect it either. You know what I mean? Like I'm holistically mindful of my, of my emotional, uh, your emotional health and your physical health are the same are reflections of each other. And so when we have ailments, there's usually some emotional baggage somewhere stored in our body, which our body is so sovereignly holding for us as the pain is a message. Hey, yo, this, this is here because that hasn't been dealt with kind of thing, but we have been so like conditioned to go, oh, you're in pain, go see a doctor. You're in pain, let someone else tell you what it is without actually going, you're in pain, converse with the wisdom of the universe, which is you in your body. Yeah, so much. Actually, I have a question around that because this is one thing I have struggled with because I fully believe that every pain in my body is a message. And then there's also... Most of the time it gives me the answer, except when I have headaches. I just, my head's thumping too much. I just can't seem Mm -hmm. to tune into that. But there's that side of it. And then there's this side of it where someone will say, oh, it's ascension symptoms. You you know, you've just got to go through it. And I'm going, well, I'm so confused now. What's your take on that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we definitely can determine it. I feel like the more connected we, we devote ourselves to be with ourselves, for example, you know, I feel like our exposure is poison. Exposure is poison, whether it's TV, radio, the air, the, you know, this, and that is causes a lot of separation for us actually really knowing, but we know. And I also believe in our own sovereign journey. So I'm not against anything. Like if I want to take a Panadol, I'm going to take a Panadol because my head bloody hurts and also know that it's part of the ascension and also know I don't like it. (laughs) That's like my sovereign choice. But at the same time, you know, there's, oh, it's really, this is a, this is an interesting one. Cause I actually haven't been in any pain. Like I've ne- haven't been in pain for like seven years. It's crazy. Like I haven't been sick. I haven't been, I just don't. And even when I do, like, if I've cut myself, I just, I already know that I'm a really quick healer. Like yeah. I tell myself, like I, I'm such a quick healer and it's usually healed by the next day. It's so bizarre, but I feel like we get to decide if it is that even though the source, we may not know it, we also get to decide how we heal it. But it is, it is that, um, you know, there's resources that help us guide ourselves back to us. And, you know, we're able to, I believe in, I believe in modern medicine. I also believe in ancient medicine. I also believe we're here so we can navigate that for ourselves. Yeah. What we desire for our experience of our life. So I don't reject anything. But I also very much encourage the internal asking of ourselves and okay, how do I want to navigate this? Because I know that there's some things that we do need modern medicine for. And that's coming from my partner who he's grown up in villages and he's witnessed people die and fall really sick and be in a lot of pain because they don't have access to modern medicine. There's a place for everything. But the journey is how can I 
receive and embrace all of it, even the exposure and know that I'm in full control of what I'm exposed to and sovereignly say yes or sovereignly say no to it and sovereignly say yes to modern medicine and sovereignly say no to it or sovereignly say yes to Chinese medicine and sovereignly say no to it without making anything wrong. Because it's in fact the frequency of rejection and wrong that is actually more toxic than anything else. Oh, fucking boom. I'm glad you went there because frequency is everything. Mm, It's our frequency of wrong that is actually worse than anything because it's a rejection to life. When you say that's wrong, I believe in that medicine. You know, I, I feel like we're so like, we're in this society where everything, if, if it's not right by you, it's wrong, but it's not, that's not entirely correct. If it's right by someone else, it's right by someone else. And that doesn't mean it's wrong. If we can be on our sovereign journey and, and promote instead the absolute celebration of everybody's sovereign truth, even though it's not aligned with yours, that is healthy. That is health right there. And the yeah, frequency so of much. that is absoluteness and love. And that's, there's, there's the healing in all of that. Yeah. Everything exists and it's perfectly existing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so glad you went there. And I would love mm-hmm. to share a little bit about, a bit about how you got to where you are now, because you're, yeah, I adore your wisdom mm-hmm. and I also adore your journey. So talk us through a little bit of your history. Yeah. So very ordinary person, still very ordinary person. I feel like the the biggest catalyst, you know, I, I've been through what a lot of people have been through, you know, um, as a child, I've been molested several times. I don't have a great relationship with my mother. That's a work in progress. And again, it's part of my journey and I love it. I love it. And when I was a teenager, I went through a lot of trauma in my twenties, had a great time but carried a lot of trauma. <laughs> my 20s was my drug years, drugs, alcohol, partying, and I do not reject I do not regret a thing because it really what it is what makes us hey that that for sure. that time. Yeah, I even like I was a stripper for like two and a half years. I traveled, went went to the UK, Australia, did all of the fun things, then got married, have children. I think my it's interesting. Anytime really before the age of 33 is I feel like has been a blur, has been a real blur. It was when I was about 32, 33 is when I, when I commenced on the soul journey, the active, the active commencement, the conscious commencement. Because like I said before, when everything's taken away from you and you don't have an identity, it's that journey of like, okay, so who am I? And it really has been a devotion. Firstly, surrender. Surrender is, has been everything. I went out one day and I just, I yelled to the sky. The thing is, is that I believe Jesus walked the earth, but I don't call myself a Christian. I believe in God. I don't call myself any sort of religion. I believe in plant medicine. I believe in witchcraft. I believe in aliens. I believe, I believe. Yeah. So what does that make me? It makes me an explorer. Like I, I'm an explorer. And that in itself, really just the devotion is I remember going out, I was in my gown. I still have my gown. And I was in this state of like, what am I here to do? I'm witnessing online, all these people feeling, they look like they had all their shit together and they all look like they're doing really well. And I was in like complete comparison mode. And is the feeling of comparison is so, it's such a suffering. 
It's stressful on every level. It's stressful. It's like that complete separation of your own magnitude and your own God. Like, you know, your spirit is diminished in comparison and it hurts. It physically hurts. So I remember just getting to this point where I was just like so done with feeling that way. So I walked out to my backyard and I yelled to the sky, I'm ready. I surrender. And I was in that moment, I was talking to Jesus. I was like, Jesus, take me. Whatever you need me to do, whatever work you need me to do here, I'm ready. I am done with trying. (laughs) Can you help me? Please, please. And that was about four years ago. It was then, it was just being that, it it has just been that conscious decision to, to surrender and surrender and notice every aspect of myself notice my body, notice, you know, it hasn't been a journey of like ever since then I haven't, I'm not a prophet or I haven't, you know, I wasn't recruited in that moment. And it's like, okay, now you're a messenger of God. (laughs) First, I had to really, really crack open my alignment as a human and remember and, and really feeling the pull. Like for anyone that's listening to this, there's no, there's no one book. There's no one course. There's no one mentor. There's no one plant medicine. It's a cyclical journey. And it is the journey of the, I I guess what, what really helped me was my devotion to certain pillars that I wanted to uphold for myself and my relationship with God. God to me is love, compassion, integrity, virtue, is love for humanity and, and love for the greater good. So that's always been my pillar Money ended like the whole money thing was a long time ago. When I lost yeah. a lot of money, I just gave up on even pedestaling money. And I was grateful that I lost it because I, I, I was identifying myself with money as well. Who was I without money? God, who are we without money when, when we're not aware of the actual potency is terrible. Like this is a people take their own lives because we, we have been taught to identify with how much money we have. And then if we don't have money, we, we mean nothing. And that's yep. just not true. It, it's it certainly been there. It breaks my heart and I've been there. And so, yeah, we have been there. We've all been there, right? Where we're just like, well, who are we? Greatest blessing, but also greatest curse. And so for the last few years, it's just been a matter of, of really trusting that initial surrender and trusting that even any collapse has, has everything to do with the next step, the next version of me. And one of the key things that keeps me going is the question, the most powerful question for me is when I'm in the hardest moments, one of these moments being when one, like a whole, I felt like a whole group of my friends that were like best friends at the time fully rejected me. That was like a hard moment in my life because it was that reflection of like, what have I done? Like, am I, is it, because I started showing up more on social media and I started really speaking my own truth. And I just, I was like fully rejected from this group of people who I considered as my best friends. Yeah, but the, it's always a test of who are you going to be in the hardest moments, and to navigate that, the one question I always ask myself, even to this day, when and challenges will never stop. That's another thing. Challenges are always opportunities; they'll never stop. But who we are in the challenge is who we are bringing forth in a new template for ourselves and the world. And so, the question for me is, what would my future self do? Really establishing who my future self was or is, and if my future self is, is uh, my vision is uh, CEO, enterprise, humanitarian, um, you know, family, like a beautiful family, amazing relationships, all of the most beautiful 
our future selves are all probably feel the same. They all feel the same. Yeah. The fulfillment. Yeah. So in the darkest moments for me, it was what would my future self do? My future self in this moment, she's compassionate. She's wise. She's trusting. She's loving. She's forgiving. So I have to embody my future self. My, my future self helps me get, gets through the hardest moments because it, it really brings you down to humble pie, to eat the humble pie, even though my past self wants to be mean, wants yeah. to, to tell them how horrible they are and, and dig up their dirty secrets and share it with the world or like, or really get online and just like spit toxic venom. That was, that's my past blueprint. We, we have that in us. We always have the choice. My past blueprint will never go away because that's who, who's made me who I am. But at the same time, I don't ever have to abide by that blueprint anymore. So for us to create a new blueprint, we can't reject the old blueprint. We have to embrace the old blueprint as the polar opposite of who we truly are here to be so we can see what it's not going, you know, who we're not going to be. Yeah, for sure. Because we are capable of all things. And in that moment, it's a choice. It is the choice, the binary choice. And so the binary choice is always embodying my future self. And so in the journey, that's been all, a lot of that, which therefore then the collapse means growth. Collapsing means growing, you know? So in that I've cultivated, because I've created space, I have now the most divine soulmate relationships in all of my friendships. I mean, ride or die, deep love, deep, 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 deep love, be all who we, who, who we are. Um, it's, it's a case, you know, if I actually don't, I really want to honor myself tonight. I don't want to go out or they're like, sweet babe. Like we're very independent, but we're also so, so loving. And this is like ride or die tribe. And I was like, oh my God, it's been so worth it. And the collapse of the old tribes to the new one has been so, so, so worth it. My our conversations are deep, meaningful, loving, like it's just, it's the universe in, in relationships. And I'm really grateful for that. I've explored some plant medicine journeys. I've been doing a lot of that. I've been saying, yeah, I say yes to a lot. That feels good. I, I, I don't ever, ever. Fear is exciting to me because when I feel fear, I rebel against fear. I rebel against fear. When I feel it, I'll go do the thing because I'm like, yeah. there's something in this for me. So I'll just do it. And I'll say yes to things without even knowing it. But I also say sovereign no's to things as well that don't feel good. And I yeah. don't need a story around it. I don't need an excuse. I'm like, yeah, it actually doesn't feel good in my body. I love that phrase. It's like the devotion to the full body fuck yes. Uh, devotion body to fuck self. No. You know, that's yeah, a, devotion just, to self. It's your body. Your body, like when you know, and it's just like a, your body's just like, yes. He's like, yes. But if it's like, if there's any ounce, if it doesn't, if it's not a yes, it's a no. It's just a no. It's not a, oh, I'll try to get there. Or I'll try to do it. It's just like, is it? Yes. Yes. Feels good. Yes. And there's no ounce of like, if there's, if that's missing, it's a no. Yep. I've actually that's learned the easiest that way to navigate. Even more <laughs> from my four-year-old son has taught me more about that than any book ever has. Cause it's like, Flynn, blah, 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 let's do this. No, don't want to. No. Oh, legend. Like, oh yep. Okay. I'm going to honor you in that actually. You know, and then you can see the pure joy of his yeses is just yep. absolute 100% joy. Mm-hmm. So I just, I have learned more from him about listening to myself than from anyone else. Yes. Best teachers. Yeah, that they are. Best, best teachers. Uh, so what I've loved watching with you as well in the last 12 months 
giving yourself full permission to do all of that because you've explored your activation and light language and all sorts of things that are coming through. And again, Mm -hmm. look, maybe you've had moments of self-judgment because that tends to happen in private a lot when we go through those moments, but I've watched you embrace everything and explore it with, this is what made me think of it, that childlike exploration in everything that comes your way. And I've loved witnessing that as well. And I think that's something that is worth sharing because I love sharing tips and tools that are going to help listeners in anything in their life. And that's one thing I've watched you do is really embrace it all with a childlike wonder. Mm. I feel like for me personally, and I, I don't like, I share my life so much because I don't want it to get to this for some people, but for me, it took the death of my father and best friend to actually realize how precious life is. We say it, but until we actually intrinsically feel it. And I don't want that. I don't want for people to actually experience someone to die, to live again, to just start living, you know? And, and I'm glad it was me that had to, that had to actually endure it because like I can, like I, I have, I have the strength to, to move through and, and then, and then the desire to teach it. So I have a massive fear. The biggest fear that I have is literally the fear of not living, the fear of missing out, the fear of monotony. I have a fear of monotony. I have a fear of stagnancy. It bores the shit out of me. And I also am very aware that I asked for excitement and I asked for fulfillment. So when an opportunity arises, I feel like I'm dishonoring my own request. If there's any fear there, I feel like I'm dishonoring my own request for the growth. So um, yeah, you're right. You know, when I first started light language, which was something that was just so surprising to me, I was like, what the heck is going on here? Like I didn't have any idea what was going on. I just started speaking really fast in all of these different tonalities and different languages. It was like, I don't logically know what is said, but I actually also do intrinsically know what is said. It's interesting how I can translate the languages. And yeah, like anyone else, when something weird like this happens, it is, and it was weird. My first thing was like, oh shit, I'm gone crazy. I've gone crazy. Or people will think this is weird, but it's that childlike curiosity. Curiosity is key is just being able to be humble about it and go, yo, like, you know, I feel like we're, we're so, we, we get so caught up with having to know all the things first before we share it. And I think that's just rubbish. I think that's just rubbish. I feel like we just deny ourselves the pleasure of exploration when we try and know what it is first or know uh, our, our gift or know it's such a slower, it slows us down. So for me, I was like, well, how can I do this without feeling like I have to know it? Cause I don't, the truth is I don't. I don't know what this is. So that's the truth, you know, and I do a lot of mentoring um, with people and they, they struggle with that. It's like, how do I say what I do? You know, you, it's like, well, you get to own that you don't know yet. You don't, you don't need to know. You just get to say, Hey, yo, like I've just started this thing and I love it. It lights me up. That's truth. And you get to share how you feel about it and why you want to share it. But if someone says, what is it that you're doing? You're like, I don't actually really know. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, let that be okay. I don't have the words. I don't have the words for it. I know they will form, 
but I'm not rushing for the words because the experience of it lights me up. So when I first started with this light language, that's what I did. I was like, hey, I actually don't know anything about this. I'm not a master of it, but I know it feels good when it's coming through me. So I'm wondering if anyone wants to experience what it feels like to receive it. So I actually know what it feels like. And that's where, how it all started. And then, you know, that just, that just caused an avalanche of interest and it just kept growing and growing, growing to now, which what I call our, like our, our enterprise, our empire and, and awaken the ceremonies and the retreats. They just, the energy of it has just reached around the globe. And I am an employee of the enterprise of the, of awaken. And she's a spirit and she's, she's, she's moving everything around and I'm the yes man. I'm the CEO that just makes the decisions based on what she needs and what her people need. You know, I'm like the middleman. It's not me. It never has been me. And I've let myself off the hook with that going like, oh my God, this is actually not my thing. This is the world's thing. And I'm just like the CEO in in here and having fun. And so that's helped me a lot. I feel like that's really important message for a lot of people is that whatever your vision is, is that we're a servant to the vision. Like we were born on this planet. Our destiny was written very long time ago and the vision chose us a long time ago as the conduit to bring it forth onto this planet and we do have the choice to bring forth the vision or not the vision will choose someone else that's just a fact that's just truth you know it's like when you have a really great idea and someone else has done it because we haven't done it and we're like oh my god I had exactly that idea like you know five years ago but someone's actually done the thing and they're reaping the rewards oh there you go. And I dare say even you know at the greatest authors and the greatest like inventors those ideas that they had the the courage to bring to life in the three-dimensional realm probably visited a hundred different minds that That happened with a song I heard a song on the radio and went get the fuck out I wrote that yeah those lyrics I wrote those oh see and it's like it's God at work and we're the we're just the conduits you know we're the we're the little ants we're you know we're the ants that are and when we can take let ourselves off the hook from it being our thing, like it's not my business, it's not my enterprise, it's actually ours. It's like some reason when we have to do something for ourselves, we just don't and we we're, we also, we sit in our own stories of not worthy and stuff. But let's say, for example, your um, four-year-old has all of these like $10,000 worth of raffle tickets to sell. You would not stop. You would keep going. You would be on every single door in your suburb, drive to the next town to sell these raffle tickets, probably buy 5,000 worth yourself and do everything in your power to. So, you know what I mean? Like we will do something that is for the greater good or for someone that we love. And when we let ourselves off the hook, that's when we can really find, feel ourselves in action. And so everything that I've chosen has been a directive from the vision. Yeah. I love that part of of your story that you've just shared, because I was on, I think one of your very early light language activations. I'm not even sure what you called them back then. I'd forgotten all about it. And I was reading over one of my old journals the other day, and it's not surprising that it was leading up to my conversation with you. And I discovered it and I'm reading the words going, whoa, I remember this. And because I often have self-judgment about, oh, why don't I feel like this when I'm in these activations? Why do I get sidetracked and not feel all the feels? And I was reading the words and it was like my body was convulsing and it's like, whoa, did that really happen? And I remembered it. It's like, shit, I really allowed myself to be in that moment and to experience Mm -hmm. what you had to offer in your experimentation of it. And then because you allowed yourself that experimentation and sharing it as it was 
was coming up for you, look what that has created for you and for so many other people because you've allowed that. And that's that's a bigger message for me as well as probably a lot of other people listening because I've tended to hold my gifts inside so tightly because I didn't feel like they were good enough or I knew enough or all of those things before I could share it. And so I feel like it's a really important message that I read back over that and went, holy fuck, you were just experimenting with something brand new to you at that stage, how it made me feel. And then now what it's gone on to create. So it's so powerful. Yeah. It's funny. We literally are, we determine the results by how we, how we approach it. You know, play, I was like open. There was no attachment. There was no like, oh, I hope it it does this to people. It's just like, you just, whatever you tell me, you tell me what it does. Tell me what it does. So I'm learning from you. So I'm learning too. You know, it's like going on a date. And when I first went on a date with my my now beloved four, nearly four years we've been together when I had friend zoned him before we even chatted because I decided I didn't want to meet anyone uh, before meeting him. We went out for dinner just for a meal, just to just catch up as new friends or whatever. And because I had already friend zoned, I had no, like, there was nothing inside me that was like, oh, I need to, is he the one? Or like, is this is a date? I need to impress him. Like if I was in that frequency, even though it could have been exactly the same situation, I would have been rigid. I would have been stuck. I would have been like, he's, I do impress him. I would be saying things that I think is right. And because I was in full relaxed, like, I don't actually care. I was like myself. I was just like having a chat, eating his burger, encouraging him to eat my burger. Like I was just like Jax. I was Jax. And that's how we've just, and the exploration from that moment, our relationship has been that the whole time, which is like, let's not even, we even didn't even call ourselves a relationship. Like we just, let's just play. Let's just play until it doesn't feel good anymore. And that's what we're doing. We're still playing until it doesn't feel good. And it just keeps getting better and better and better and better. Cause it's like, we're allowing nature to really gift us with our experience of each other. And this is what awaken has been for me is that I'm still playing now. I still get up in front of hundreds and I like people will come to an event, a ceremony. They're always full. And I was like, who knows, like, who knows why they're here today? And people will like, some people will put their hands up who has no idea. And then, and then they'll put their hands up and I'll put my hand up too. Okay. Nor do I, I actually don't know what this is and I still don't have words, but what I do know, it's done this and this and this for others, but I actually, I don't know. And I'm okay with that. Like, but I, what I do know is my intentions. I do know that my heart is pure and I do know that I love you but I don't know what's going to happen today. Is that cool? They're like, yes, thank you for fucking being honest. Yay. And it's that Every whole time. integrity with it all as well. I, I just yes. resonate so much that you can mm. just show up. And as long as you're true to yourself and those pillars that mm. you hold so dearly, then it's all just going to work out however mm. it works out. <laughs> mm. Yeah. If we knew, if we really just knew that our intention is more empower- is more powerful than our knowing, our intention, sharing our intention is more powerful and more impacting than our knowing. The delivery of anything that we do is going to be sublime because we've already landed our intention. Mm, boom. So how can anybody that has just been loving your words today, how can anyone get in touch with you or experience, like if they're like me in Victoria, we can't experience any of your live things right now, but... Mm-hmm. 
yeah. how can we find find you? So I have my Facebook page, which I love. That's where a lot of my stuff is. I also have an Instagram account, all all the same, Jacks Emilio Robinson. Instagram, I believe, have those little what are those little high the bottom hyphens? Oh yeah, what are yeah. they called? I can't even those remember. But people between each sure. word. I do have a website as well, which is really I have such great a great team who make sure my website's always up to date. The website is Warriors not warriors, think Indians, uh, Cherokees, warriorsoftruth.net. Yeah. So that's, yeah, you can really find me on on those platforms. See, that's, you've just given me another prime example of perspective. Cause when you said that word, like warriors, I'm just, I instantly thought of like the staff and banging it into the ground. And when you said not Uh like warrior and I'm going, Oh God, I never even went there with that, but I'm sure some would. So another great example of how sometimes you have to clarify your perspective because everyone's is different. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. I've so loved chatting with you today. Me too. It's been such a pleasure. I'm really grateful to you, Sally. Thank you so much and oh. for what you stand for. And, you know, I just really have been enjoying also your evolution and you, your glorious, delicate, delightful evolution and, and being in your power and your softness and your knowing and your gifts We all inspire and impact each other in all ways. That we do. Thank you so much. It's only just been a a new thing for me to embrace the power in my softness. So thank you for acknowledging that. Appreciate it. Mm, You're welcome. Thanks, Jax. Thank you. We so appreciate you listening in and growing alongside us. We'd love it if you could rate, review and share with friends.